Good morning, good afternoon, and in some places, good evening. Welcome to this new the new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and folks, wow. Talk about an incredible Super Bowl. I mean, a high-scoring, high-flying event. Both quarterbacks on display were just nothing short of spectacular, but unfortunately, there has to be one winner. Congratulations to Chief Nation Crispy Bell, uh, uh, Crispy. Uh, I was gonna say Crispy Belvedere, and combine two people. That's weird. Uh, Chris, uh, Crispy Bomb is a huge Chiefs fan, so shout out to him. His team won. Uh, but listen, folks, we're here to talk Xbox. We're here to talk specifically Bethesda, and of course, I had to invite Mister Bethesda himself, one of the best beards in the business, Skullsy TV. He dropped a video the other day course because he is an, another internet detective like the idle sloth and like so many others he found some trademark things on a new unannounced bethesda game and folks listen the shadow drop apparently does work and maybe maybe we get this thing shadow drop sometime this year maybe sometime next year but Skullsy, how the heck are you brother welcome back Hey, I'm doing awesome. Always glad to be here. Definitely a lot of stuff to talk about today, so it should be an awesome show for sure. Thank you again. Hopefully everybody's having a great day, both on the panel and in the audience. Yes, I, I yeah, I, I hope so as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about The Evil Within 3. We're going to be talking about the unannounced project that he discovered, as well as some Starfield news that I'm sure is gonna be, has been making the rounds since Jez Corden on the on the Xbox Two podcast last week with, of course, Randall Thor 19. They talked about, and specifically Jez talked about, how he believes that Starfield is, in fact, dropping in June, literally at the last month of the, you know, 12 months of games for Xbox. And you know what? If it has to wait until June, it has to wait. I was hoping for March, but to be mm -hmm. honest, folks, Hogwarts has my soul i mean what a game i'm 20 plus hours in i just i'm about to hit level 23 and i'm infatuated it is my it is my elden ring of 2023 i just cannot get enough of this game when i'm playing it this is the crazy thing when i'm playing it i'm thinking about it when i'm not playing it i'm thinking about it and when i'm sleeping folks i am dreaming of this game it's crazy I, I mean, like I said, it, it as as you know, again, obviously I do five shows a week. I don't get a chance to play every opportunity, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And sometimes it, it expands into three hours. I try to get in, I do a quick save, and I'm just I'm just loving it. But listen, let's welcome in Web Dave. You put out a great new one-on-one -on -one today with Scrub Nurse, another fantastic member of the community. Welcome back, brother. How you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better now, man. Thank you. And uh, thanks. I actually got <laughs> several uh, different uh, people asking me how I was doing and checking up on me. And uh, thanks for all that. I appreciate it. Uh, the community is amazing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Things things happen, you know, day by day life. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so. but hey, I'm here. I'm back. And uh, woo, we got some topics today. 
You, we do. We, we, we're going to get into one, a spicy one, to start off the show because uh, the gaming media folks, uh, if they already did not have a good record, they have once again done something egregious. They've done something unprofessional. Um, and I, I got to tell you, um, the more that these kind of uh, reviews, and I'll tell you in a second as we introduce Fuzzy, uh, happen, we as gamers, folks, we don't owe these companies anything. Let's let's understand that. But if you are a fan, if you appreciate the craft that is in front of us in video games, sometimes we need to get out there and let and, and, and hold these sites accountable for what has been confirmed, folks, as being an industry that is dominated by uh, the, the you know marketing right we 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 know that some sites raise their scores because they got a review copy that's been confirmed you know we talked about that for years but we've also we've also seen the ugly other side of the coin when a review site doesn't get their review copy they 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 take it out on the game itself and they give it a lower score where where's the integrity folks this is what i want to know do you give? Do, do have I ever given a score for what I've given the games I've gotten? Absolutely not. I will be fair and honest. If I don't get a code, then I don't get a code. That's fine. But where is the integrity? But before we get into that, Fuzzy Belvedere, how are you feeling, brother? How was your weekend? I'm doing pretty good, and also like you, also playing uh, Hogwarts and and constantly thinking about like a. Uh, like a lot of the different uh, spells I'm going to try to target or, or focus on trying to learn and things along those lines. But man, oh man, good. Uh, it, I mean, this is a great gaming year and we're only in the middle of February at this it's, point. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it yeah. really is. If you think about what has come out this year and there's been a lot of games, right? Obviously there's been mm-hmm. a lot of games, but the, like some of the, some of the big ones that jump off the page, hi-fi rush, mm-hmm. dead space, Hogwarts mm-hmm. tomorrow is uh, atomic hearts. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. I know I'm missing one in there. This is the one I'm missing that was a big one that launched, and it's just too many games. But oh, yeah. listen, <laughs> let's uh let, let's get into uh what I'm talking about in regards to um what happened over the weekend. Uh now I gotta shout out Legacy Killer HD because he posted this and I wanted to give him credit where credit is due. Uh he's on on Twitter. Um, at Legacy Killer, K-I-L-L-A-H-D. Um, and he says this, folks. Wired Magazine has given Hogwarts Legacy a 1 out of 10 review score. Exactly what WB knew was coming and why they didn't give review copies to everyone. Now, again, if, if, you, if, you, if you want to know where he's coming from, what wound up happening is WB Games gave out early copies to a specific amount of review places or sites. Uh, and there were some people that were left off of the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the review copy list simply because they expected that instead of reviewing the game for the game, it's instead of holding avalanche studios accountable for the game that they made, which is by the way, effing brilliant. They figured that this was going to be an opportunity for some of these sites to grandstand, to politically correct grandstand, to tell you that you are a bad person for supporting 
uh, a brand that is apparently, uh, you know, ha- you know, and of course we're talking about J.K. Rollins had some things to say about the trans, uh, um, tra- you know, the trans uh, community, which, you know, depending on where you fall, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, I want to play the game because I'm a fan of Harry Potter. I want to play the game because I'm a fan of of the of the universe that is is been built for us. I've been a Harry Potter fan for years. Um, I don't think that the entire series should be thrown in the mud because one person made a comment that they should, that, that, that maybe they shouldn't have. Um, so, of course, we started hearing story sculzing of a community that normally uh, is against bullying, is against you know ridiculing. Right, this is something that we fight for as as content creators. Uh, it's something I fight for specifically in my own chat. Um, everyone is everyone is welcome here, folks. Race, creed, color, sexual orientation, religion, n- none of that matters. You come into the Boom and Mrs. Boom house, you're all welcome. Put your feet up, grab a Dr. Pepper, chill, grab a, you know, a beer, whatever you want to grab, and just hang out. That, that's what we do on this channel. That's what a lot of channels do. We just want you to come in, hang out, have a great conversation, and just relax. Don't worry about people bullying because we don't stand for that kind of stuff. Well, Skullzy, we started seeing that there was uh, someone that created, uh, and I talked about this last week, and it made me sick. Honestly, it made me sick to my stomach that someone created a search engine and an algorithm that uh, if you wanted to see if your favorite uh, you know, uh, content creator streamed or talked about you know, that wizard game, you, you you could then then be put in put put on display for everyone to come after you. Now, of course, I don't care because I'm playing the game. I've been supporting the game. I bought it day one. I bought the the the, the best edition available for it so I could play it early. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I I I, I like the game. I'm playing a video game because I like video games. Um, Scalzi, this this uh this review. From Wired. Now, Wired Magazine, folks, is a tried and true magazine, right? Um, it is, it's been around for, for years. Uh, now, it's not specifically just about video games. It has everything. It's electronics, right? Anything that's wired makes sense, right? Well, the name, the, the review was uh, Gina, Gina, Gina Gray, and it's J-A-I-N-A. If I'm saying it wrong, I, I apologize. Um And she reviewed it, and she said, basically, uh, review. There's no magic in Hogwarts Legacy. The game is mid at best, and its real-world harms are impossible to ignore. Now, of course, that's her opinion, and she's entitled to it. But this is where it gets a little sketchy, folks. Um, Now, I've always reviewed a game based on, well, the game. That's what you're supposed to do, folks. Um, and uh, she wrote uh, in the positives, it helped me say goodbye to the setting for good, meaning that she's completely done with uh, the wor- the Wizarding World. And that's fine. Listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I, I don't challenge it. You, you have your opinion. It's, it's okay. Um, and, where, and, and, and that's the wired part. Uh, the tired part, which would be the issues with the game. The story is rooted in anti-Semitic tropes. The gameplay feels dated. The graphics feel like they're a couple of generations behind. All the characters are one-dimensional. It doesn't stay true to the established lore. Uh, what? 
Uh, every character feels like an off-brand version of the characters we know and love. There's no sense of place, no magic, no heart. Well, that is a straight-up lie. And yes, she's entitled to her opinion. Yes, Wired is entitled to post what they feel is going to sell, you know, uh, magazines online and in physical form. But Scalzi, you know, when you see these kind of things, makes you wonder what is actually happening here. Uh, you've been playing for a while. What, what, what are your thoughts on this, Scalzi? Yeah, so Hogwarts is is definitely up there with the potential game of the year this year. And and to give it a review like that, not only is it just ignorant, but it's detached from the from reality. Essentially, there's no magic in a game. Okay, it's a game where you're learning magic. First of all, second of all, the graphics are great. The only small issues I've heard are things with ray tracing, and not that many people use ray tracing anyway. Uh, the way I look at it is it goes down to this. I want to see what their metrics are, what their rules are for their reviews, because a lot of the big review sites, you can actually look them up like IGN and uh, GameSpot. They actually tell you how they grade games and they have a system and you can look at that system. and You can be like, OK, that makes sense. Now, I get it. There's more surrounding rhetoric with this game than there usually is with other games. But to give it a complete one out of ten is just separating from the actual review of the game itself and inserting your own opinions outside of what the game actually is. I'm okay with maybe knocking off a letter grade or a number because you disagree with some of the political stuff. One 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 grade, like dropping it from a 9 to an 8 or an 8 to a 7, I can kind of get that to a certain degree, but a 1 out of 10 is just, it, it's a statement in itself. Not only is it the statement about your company and how you review stuff, but at the same point in time, it's its not a game review. It's a political statement. If you want to write a political statement about Harry Potter, about Hogwarts Legacy, by all means, do so. You have the right, right to do right. so as a writer. You have the right to do so as your own publication. But don't try to pass it off as a 100% game review when you barely reviewed the game. I, not only does it just make you look bad, but it's going to just people aren't going to take you as seriously anymore. The game is definitely not one out of 10, even in its worst light. It's up there with seven out of 10, at least maybe six out of 10. For me, the game is eight or nine because it's it's a combination of many things. I love of RPGs. It's got that Bethesda style exploration, side quests, characters, always something to distract you and, and draw you in. And it's got Elden Ring vibes heavy and, to say that something that takes inspiration from Elden Ring to a certain degree, something that takes inspiration from the amazing open worlds that Bethesda creates and, and slap a one out of 10 on it just blows my mind. I feel like I'm consistently doing the Dr. Steve Brule just confused looking around the room look during this entire period because it's, you know, you know, I get it. I've I've grown up in the 90s. I've seen people hated for who they were, for their sexuality, and I don't like it. I don't stand for it. It's disgusting to see bullying in any way, shape, yes. or form. As long as someone isn't hurting anyone else, let them live the life they want to live. Let them be who they want to be because yes. that's this you. life is our adventure. This yes. is our adventure. This is our but but don't start attacking people over that. Like you can try to educate someone give your opinion but to the degree to where we're organizing witch hunts and i've seen some channels that do a lot of good charity work that are just totally 100 positive break down in tears because they got attacked by hundreds of people within the first hour of their stream scary i i can never like a lynch bullying. mob mentality skulls it's very it's, it's again I, I know that some people are like oh it's not that big of a deal 
it's a big deal, Scalzi. Oh yes, one hundred percent. And I can never stand behind it, no, no matter what. I, I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm pro peace. I'm, I'm against, like, not to get into that, but death penalty. I, I think everyone should have the right to not be attacked. Right? There's certain circumstances. Now, if someone's coming at you aggressively and attacking you, by all means, defend yourself, uh, even in, in, in verbiage and arguments, whatever. But to be the aggressor and then think that you're underneath the banner of the hero is just is just ignorant no one no one gets a free pass to go around and start hitting people it's it's just i i can never stand for it and it breaks my heart to see it uh and i want the gaming community to just be this amazing positive place where everyone is welcome and you know when both sides of the fence are drawing swords there's not going to be any peace one of my favorite quotes is you can't paint a masterpiece in blood even if it's the blood of horrible people good people whatever you just can't do it violence uh, aggressive action is not the way to go about doing stuff. And yep. even if you do make positive change in it, it's going to be on shaky ground. You got to go about this a better way. Yes. And yeah, it just hurts to see, especially because the developers have put a lot of love into this game. There is heart in this game. There's heart in every single pixel, every facial animation, every side quest. You can feel the love for the franchise and the game itself. And I, I just hope that eventually that this type of witch hunt situation, because it has backfired on them, won't happen again. I say that, you know, I always try to have hope for humanity, but sometimes they let me down, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I, uh, I agree. I think what you said was completely spot on. A lot of people in the chat agree with you. Uh, I do not like lynch mob, uh, mentality. I think it's destructive. Uh, there at, at best, you'll never, you'll never achieve what you are trying to achieve by 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 swinging a sword blindly and cutting anything down in front of you that is not the way to do things this wired article yes it's one but we've seen some others we've seen some others i'm not gonna I'm not gonna specifically get into all of them because we're here to talk about specifically xbox um but listen good stuff web dave let's let's get your hot take on this and then we're gonna get into why a lot of people showed up for Skullsy specifically because of the video he did but this is this is disappointing on a lot of levels. Yep. Um, and the people, meaning us, right? I don't read Wired magazine anyway, but I still feel that my opinion is uh, you know is valid. I still feel that uh, everyone that writes reviews should look at this and see how not to do a review. I listen. I get it. You want to get out there. And you want to boycott the game because you feel what J.K. Rowland said is inappropriate and offensive, then you go out there and you do that. You don't buy her stuff. You get out there with a sign in front of Universal Studios and you chant, you know, close the park. Or you get in front of Legoland and you go and you do close Legoland because, you know, they, they, they send uh, royalty checks to, uh, to J.K. Rowland. You know, get, go to Japan. And uh, boycott in front of Nintendo. Well, don't 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 they does, don't they have a contract with her? I, I think they do. So why don't you do that? Um, I have said attacking the studio and specifically the people playing this game is wrong. This 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 is this is this sends a wrong message. What are your personal thoughts, Dave? Um, just um, I'll just make this quick because it's it, the the. The magazine is totally disgraced itself uh, by releasing uh, this viewpoint. Uh, the person that, that was put in charge of the review has no credibility at all. 
and it's a disgrace, period. Um, but the the thing that they say in 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 their opening salvo is uh, that the game is mid at best. Well, mid from one to ten is five. <laughs> so if that's the best, then a few ticks down, a three, a four, okay. But to say a one, and then and then to clearly get right into politics and and jk rollins and how disgraceful that there was there was no true review of the game they probably didn't even turn it on to be honest with you i I doubt they even played it at all they just went into a i don't know four or five paragraph rant about how bad she is and how bad it is that anybody has anything to do with this game and that's disgraceful and all i can say is yeah, it's it's all this whole mess is backfired. It's uh, and, and it's going to hurt Wired, and I have a feeling in the long run they're going to probably regret uh, doing what they have done. And uh, we'll see. Um, but anyway, I, my personal opinion, and just so people are clear on my stance, um, I personally know um, someone in the trans community and have the utmost respect for that person and yeah that's that's all i'll say on that but it's uh it's it's even talking to that person they don't see this vitriol level at at all They, they 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 just like i you know i understand some of it but but okay they want to be, you know, accepted and people in the community just like everybody else. So maybe people just need to wake up and move on. That's all. That's all. I'm done. Listen. So you know, yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, well said, Dave. Uh, listen, my, my wife and I, we, we have been out there and we are open and proud supporters of the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay. I and Josie, my wife, we believe be who you want to be. We love everyone, right? That that's, that's our model. Be who you want to be. And if you're comfortable in your own skin, then you do you right. What I dislike is articles that look to take a political stand and they're wrong. Like uh, the editors at Wired should be ashamed of themselves. Yep. hundred uh, percent. Because what you are ultimately doing is allowing one person's view, which is skewed, right? Which is completely skewed and represent your brand. I, I, I honestly think that this is going to hurt them. And you know, if it does it, well, that's, you should have, you should have been better. You should have allowed, you should allow what you, what they should have done is allowed for uh, this person uh, to write an article, an opt-in article that says, yeah. "I, I, you know, this is why I don't like it," yep. and let someone else review yeah. the game that plays the games. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying an op-ed like that would have been would have been more appropriate. Yeah, it would, absolutely, would have been more appropriate. Hundred uh, percent, absolutely. But listen, uh, Fuzzy, mm-hmm. let's get your opinion on this. And if and if you're curious as to what, um, and again, let me, let me just bring it up because I want I want to make sure that I, I I get her name correct. Um, let me just pull up the article right now. Uh, it is uh, Jaina Gray. She wrote the article for Wired. 
she gave it a, a one out of Hogwarts, a one out of 10. If you're curious as to what she normally does, she reviews sex toys <laughs> and coffee makers. Uh, and her last review was a couple of years ago. So I again I, I, I don't understand why Wired would would, now, would Scuzzy, allow let me tell you about these sex toy reviews. Those are actually pretty <laughs> pertinent and pretty, pretty amazing. Listen, if that's what she does, then that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's fine. But you this is this is wrong on a lot of levels. And I think ultimately it's gonna hurt Wired. What what are your quick thoughts on this, Fuzzy? Well, first on the, the wired aspect, it, it I almost guarantee that this was one of those where Somebody in the management was probably like, all right, who wants to do this review? And and Gina uh, probably raised uh, their hand as far as for <laughs> the, to be the one to review it. And, and, you know, it is what it is. But how'd you pronounce that again, Fuzzy? I'm sorry. A Gina. I, I believe this she is. goes by Gina. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I know I was going to mispronounce the name. Uh, but dude, okay. I have no idea how you pronounce it. Yeah. But, uh, but, but Skullsy sure laughing hard. <laughs> no, but the, the, the big thing is. As a game review, let, let's just start with the, the game review aspect. Yes. I a one to me means a game that you try to start up on your, your system and it's it broke. bricks. Don't it. play. Yeah. It, it it won't start. It it bricks your system. You have to unplug it, reset it, factory reboot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Good call. If, if you're going to I guess purposely anchor uh, uh, uh or or you know scuttle a, a game review try to be at least somewhat realistic in the aspect of are you able to at least get to play the game are you able to you know understand the ui are you able yeah. to understand the first at least 15 minutes of the game as far as creating a character blah 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 like that alone just it it automatically shuts me off as far as from everyone to bother with Wired for any type of review if they're going to allow this in a review section. An op-ed, opinion-based, go for it. Like, I could see, I would have more respect for them if they uh, made it where it's like, all right, this game is like a six in my mind because I'm not a fan as much anymore because of, you know, whoever's behind it, you know, the game is playable, but I don't recommend you buy. Like at least, you know, put the have your opinion as the don't buy, but give it a, an actual review. But the thing that I find ironic, and I got about thirteen hours in this game, and I get the impression that this individual is within the LGBTQ uh, community. I I would look at this game. And that this is just me, and and one has family members within that same community. Playing this game, you see representation throughout this Thank game. You, my wife said the same thing. Absolutely, hundred percent. And and to know somewhat about J.K. Rollins, because like I said, I'm, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. I I didn't pay attention to it when it was you know the thing because like I was an older adult. I was into cars and other stuff in life. Didn't have little kids at the time, so. I completely missed Harry Potter craze. So that being said, I understand JK Rollins has a, a fundamental issue or whatever belief against that community. But the fact that there's a lot of representation is almost like a thumb up, you know, thumb against the nose to her in reference to like, yeah, they, they, she got money for the license, but I guarantee you there, if she saw this game, she'd be like seething in her seat. 
for the fact that there's that type of people. I'm not saying that that's from my standpoint, but from her standpoint, she's they're in the who put these people in this game, and and nobody's talking about that. Like this is you can tell this is not her involvement or or anything other than just okay. We have the permission to use the lore in the world as far as how this game is built. This being like kind of like a prequel to Harry Potter per se. I can't imagine, even if, no matter how many zeros are in the end of whatever check she got, as far as for the licensing, that she'd be happy about this. Like, I, I, and and to have a reviewer just go ahead and you know target this game, give it a one out of ten, not make any mention of the representation in the game, just seems like you're so blinded with anger that you didn't even bother to realize that there's more to this game and that you could have had an, a, a teachable moment and, and, and point out how, you know, maybe JK Rollins should reconsider how she hands out licenses or, or what checks she upset, accepts because, Hey, this is an actual, you know, fairly representational game in the sense of this would never have happened if it was under her watch or under her, you know, direct control and stuff. So it, it just, it, boggles my mind it's like you, you you spite your nose to save your face kind of deal and it's like you, you did obviously she didn't or, or johnny didn't turn on the game or play it yeah, at all likely yeah so it, it, it just I, I don't know for me wired it was great for electronic stuff before but you know between them and cnet and blah 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 i used to use them for like oh i need a new appliance let me see what they say I'm not going to bother with it because if they're going to focus on reviews in a review section where it's like, obviously the product was not reviewed, then I'm not going to bother with your, 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 your company at that point. There you go. I, it, it would have been perfect. Opinion piece, go for it. Reviews. This is not. And you know, they lost all of my you know interest from that point forward. That's yeah. I, I think they're going to lose thousands upon thousands of subscribers and readers of their magazine over this. Like I said, I think that the best <laughs> way that you could have handled this and they should have known better because they've been a publication for decades. Right. Yep. Uh, they should have allowed for uh, um, uh, this woman to write her piece and put it in there, put it on the front page, ma ma make the front cover this open op piece Mm -hmm. that she was able to break down why this was a problem for her. And I, you know what? That would have been pretty a pretty good read, to hear someone's opinion why they are upset. To, to target the game is so cheap. It's so easy, right? It's the easy, cheap way out. And like, like everyone has just already uh, confirmed, a transgender person is in the game and plays a significant part inside of the game, folks. I don't know. I I just think that yeah. it's it's a, it's a shame. Hey, boom. One, one thing. One one of the uh, people in the chat uh, said. Uh, I, I don't. I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Roshan. Um, oh my gosh. E P P E N E Penger. I think. Okay. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Roshan. Sorry. Huh? I apologize for that. Um, so that's the thing. She's not against the LGBTQIA uh, plus community. In other words, Rollins, uh, her original quote, uh, original comments were, I believe some people were saying it's taken out of context and she has, you know, backtracked and apologized for those comments since then. I'm not in that community personally, so I can't, I'm not going to defend it. But what I can say is that 
I don't think that she would have a problem with what they did in the game because she doesn't seem to oppose anything. It's just basically they've 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 stood on a hill and they're obviously the the community that's offended by this uh, or or even some people maybe not actually in the community are just that's their flag and what they're flying yeah. with right now. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it kind of actually demeans their cause if if you know by by doing this instead of actually trying to get uh their point out there to make more people understanding of their i guess um you know what they want to be and and how they want to be portrayed in 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 the community and in life and that's all i gotta say sorry shut up no no no. listen (laughs) at the end of the day you're allowed to have an opinion whether it's a positive opinion or negative opinion but you really owe it to yourself if, if if you if you have a feeling um see what the problem with this particular movement and and I don't know what 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 you know generation is a part of it but I think it has a lot to do with the younger generation uh that has this I- ideology that when they don't like something uh that doesn't suit their narrative they gr- they group up and they and and, and they attack and it's funny because if you if you'd ask this group of people that are now doing this that are seeking out uh, content creators and bullying them if you ask them about bullying they'd be like no bullying is awful but yet you have become exactly the part of the problem that you that you have a problem with so it, it's it's disgusting it's disgusting um and uh listen uh, enough of that we're here to talk about video games we got 400 people here. Let me catch up on the Super Chats. First of all, the first one of the day comes the way of Brett Bingham, who drops a very generous $2 Super Chat. says, Hogwarts Legacy gives me OG Fable nostalgia. Yeah, especially when you're, like, jumping in the water and you see, like, the little bubbles and you got to dive down. You, yeah, like, I didn't know you could swim in the game until I was like, you have to jump in there? You could, you could swim? Oh, my God, this is great, you know? But it did give me those Fable vibes because in Fable, you'd be able to fish and you'd be able to fish where all those little like bubbles were. You drop your pole in, you fish. Sometimes you get a, a sword. Sometimes you get a fish. Whatever. Um, this was uh, this is yeah. It was very, a, a nice callback to that. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, drops a two dollars super chat. Simply says hello, guys, and hello, Drawn TJ. Gamers play HUD Zero, who's been a member for one year, drops a two dollars super chat and says selfish views don't belong in game reviews. None. Excellent. Jonas the dad drops a very generous five dollar super chat and it's what he says on a personal level that i absolutely love on this comment he says he has six kids two are in the plus community and they still love the Potterverse. just not jk great show great panel and he says to skullzy lie to me skullzy tell me that starfield is in march i need it and i think we all do but folks i don't think that's going to happen so let's Let's one more, one right? more, boom! Let me drop it. We in got another one. Just one now. more. I, I, I'm clicking as fast as I can. All right, yeah, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Brett Bingham drops him an additional five dollars. Super chat and says those people attack Ho- uh, Hogwarts Legacy. People are acting like the guy bashing the TV after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. I, I absolutely agree. Um, but let let's get into Starfield. Skullsy, listen, we, we we're talking three different types of Bethesda topics. One of which is going to be Starfield. Now, last week on the Xbox Two podcast, good friends of this program, great friends of the community, Jez Corden and Randall Thor on the Xbox Two podcast, Jez Jez Corden of Windows Central specifically said that he believes that Starfield is in fact dropping 
in June. Now, uh, for me, I, I was hoping for the March. Um, and there's been a lot of talk on, you know, there's a big space event happening in June, which makes sense because, you know, Todd Howard, he loves numbers. He loves dates. He loves NASA. Right. And it makes sense. Hopefully we do see some 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 sort of marketing with NASA and uh, Xbox. That would be brilliant uh, to, you know, to, to get people that maybe are not into video games into video games. Um, let's start there because we're going to talk about Starfield. We're then going to talk about The Evil Within 3, which I cannot wait for because I was a huge fan of 2. I didn't care too much for 1. I got to go back to it and try and play through it. I beat 2 multiple times. 2 was phenomenal. Uh, 3, I expect is going to be even better now that I got the money and the marketing. Right, That's going to be good. And then, of course, we're going to get into, finally, what Skullsy discovered uh, the, in, in regards to trademarks, what game it's attached to, and what we could expect. Let's start first with um, Starfield. Where where do you kind of sit on this? Because you you've been you've been at this for over for years, um, and you know, obviously, we thought that uh, you know Starfield was going to le- release before um, the vampire game they have coming in uh, May. Uh, and uh, that's not happening. It doesn't look like that appa- apparently is happening. It, it appears that it's happening in June. Scalzi, have you heard anything to, uh, you know, to collaborate? Yeah, so the, the, the date thing, first of all, I, I feel that you could look in any month almost and find a date that people could say would be perfect for Starfield, whether it's NASA or whatever. I think people should be paying a little bit closer attention to SpaceX than NASA, despite your opinion with Elon, uh, Elon Musk is friends with Todd. They've collaborated with Bethesda on several things related to Starfield already. If if there was any space event that Bethesda would try to tag along with, I, I would say it would be from SpaceX personally. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. But that's, that's just my own take there. Um, now, as for Jez, he he knows his stuff. Like they they he's been right far more than he's been wrong. In fact, I can't even most of the times that he's been actually wrong was when he's just been misquoted or he was just talking about his own speculation and people ran with it as if it was a leak or something. Starfield, that's the game that the entire gaming community is waiting for. It's, you know, the second it drops, everything is going to be Starfield related. We're going to see Starfield articles, Starfield, everything all over the place. I want the game to come out sooner rather than later, right? But to go along with what Jess said, I could totally see Bethesda literally waiting until the very last minute uh, of their projected release time to release the game. That way they can get as much polishing and bug testing in the game as possible. Because we knew last year from people that the game was essentially in the final stages. They're polishing, they're bug, bug fixing, they're doing that sort of stuff. Basically the last final stage, they weren't adding major mechanics into the game. Everything that was in the game, or was supposed to be in the game, was in the game already last year. So... Theoretically, if they extend it to June, we would get a better product, right? We get we'd have a longer period of bug testing, a longer period of Q and A. But there's one glaring issue with the whole June thing. I've worked in gaming marketing for a while. I, I know the ups and downs of when games generally sell better. Uh, the summer isn't it. Uh, people can bring up Game Pass all you want. Game Pass is an anomaly, and yes, Game Pass will bring new people in. But at the end of the day. Summer isn't the best gaming period. A lot of people are going on holidays. A lot of people, college students are traveling and going on uh, vacations or even, you know, adult adult people are going on vacation. A lot of people aren't inside during the the summer to play playing games. Now, there is going to be a certain 
group of people that still will be myself included you know they could really start field any day any month it could be on my birthday christmas my wife's birthday and i i'd be playing it even if she got mad at me that day but but at the end of the, the end of the day you know i i want the game to come out in march and there's evidence to suggest this as well uh the the Chinese uh, Chinese production company, which is partnered with Microsoft, uh, on January fourth started manufacturing a Xbox console yes. box art with Starfield. And I've talked to people who've worked with China in terms of production and and shipping. And generally, the rule is six to eight weeks from the point it starts production is when usually they want these products to be in the market on the West. Six to eight weeks after uh, after Ju uh, January fourth is like March first. It's it's right there in the Marcher time period. So it is there's evidence that supports very well we could get the game then um but granted jez knows what he's talking about i've heard some other insiders mention june as well so i kind of have to start giving june unfortunately a little bit more weight than i would have before but at the end of the day it's going to come out the first half of the year I, i'm not team yeah. november i don't think it's getting pushed especially when we have the xbox box are being made when we have all these people saying june but i am worried a bit because well, if Starfield releases in June, will it do well? Of course. It's Starfield. Everyone's paying attention to the game. But if a game releases it during peak periods, like quarter four, for example, it's going to do better. And I want yeah. Starfield to get as much positive reception, as many players day one as possible. And, you know, as much as it, it hurts to say, I'd rather them push it in November than drop it in June. That's just my own personal take, just because I want the game to get as much success metrics as possible. But I don't think it's going to happen. I still think it's going to come out sometime, either between March and June. It's a big window. I wish I could be more specific than that. But the, the I guess the roundup, the TLDR of what I said is there's definite evidence for March. But now we have people who are credible saying June. So we're back floating in the dark spaces of space, in the void of space, trying to grasp on any light we can. And we just got to wait <laughs> at this point in time. The main determining factor is the Bethesda Starfield Showcase, which we know is coming at some point in time. Judging by the wording that I've been heard, that I've heard uh, Microsoft execs, Bethesda people say it's not going to be an E3 showcase. They're not talking about E3. They're talking about something. No, it's going to be developers. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're going to get the release date then, too. So really, it just depends on when that drops. If that drops here very soon, which I'm I'm guessing February, based on some of the stuff I've heard, then March becomes even more possible because they've already marketed the game. Could they have marketed it more? Sure. Do they need to? Not really, especially when you look at Hi-Fi Rush's Shadow Drop. Yes. People will say Starfield's a larger game and needs more marketing. I mean, yes and no. Uh People already know what Starfield is. People are going to buy it. They can drop the showcase on February 24th, release it the 28th, and it will probably do great. So we just got to wait for that showcase. I'm, I'm right there waiting with everybody else. <laughs> A little impatient, but still hyped. You know, to your to your point, Scalzi, um, I have to admit that I think Starfield, and, and again, we've seen some developer uh, dives, right? We've seen some graphics. We've seen some gameplay. We've seen a lot. We've listened to the music. It's going to be unbelievable. I think that we have been waiting for this game for so long that the marketing had the marketing push, even though it's not traditional marketing, is already out there. People are searching Starfield left, right, and center. It's a fact. You, the, the stats don't lie, folks. Okay. Uh, personally, I would like it in March, uh, but. To be fair, and we were talking about this in the green room earlier. I don't know about you folks. <laughs> we have over 400 people here, almost 450 people here. We're only 
It's only February 13th, folks. And my backlog is to the point of nauseam. Um, Dead Space, I'm halfway through. Uh, you saw me post pictures. The game is just, it's just incredible. Graphically, it's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I'm at the last boss right now. I want to I beat that. I want to start playing through it again. Um, Hogwarts, I mean, I, I can't gush enough about it. If Starfield releases in June, you know what? That's a bit of a bit of a, a reprieve for me because tomorrow is Atomic Heart. I mean, and we're only in. There's been there's four or five games this year. Oh yeah, by the way, Metroid Prime uh, remake Shadow dropped. I bought I bought two versions, the physical and 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 the digital because I love Metroid Prime. It's just and you have Zelda coming out soon. It's just it's it's too much, as my wife would say. Uh, Jerome TJ drops an additional $5 super chat, and he says, I don't support that community, but it doesn't mean I hate them. People think uh, just because you don't support it, uh, you, have an, uh, you have an opinion that people get mad. Listen, dude, you're, you're, you are, like everyone else, is entitled to their opinion on what you want to support, what you don't want to support. Uh, my wife and I, we support all communities, every race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. If you're a person and you're a decent person, we will support you. Uh, that's just how we are. We are a live and let live kind of uh, couple. Um, and uh, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But Web Dave, let's keep this on Starfield. Um, oh yeah, we we don't know. See, I think that the Super Bowl has come and gone. There, there's no ad. I got a problem with that. But we're not talking about that today because tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to get into that specifically on the Xbox Factor podcast. I have a slamming panel, lots of incredible topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Atomic Heart. Hopefully it's available tonight at midnight. I'm going to stay up and, and get a couple hours in, record some footage for the show. Um, we're going to be talking about this. I mean, the marketing for Microsoft, I, I, I listen, I, 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 love, I love the brand. I'm an Xbox dude, right? It's my brand. Uh, I have friends in the company. But sometimes I have questions. Uh, I, I I scratch my head. I I, I don't understand. I, I I don't have a marketing degree, folks. I'm a retired New City police officer. What the hell do I know about advertising? More than you know, because I advertise the shit out of my own show. You know, I do it all the time. I, I've even come up with new ways to make the thumbnails interactive. Like you watch it like you like a like a movie. It's because I know that you have to you have to sell your brand to the people. And we're closing it on 12,000 subs. And by the way, if you're new and you find the channel for the first time and you're digging what we're talking about, please consider subscribing. It'd be great. I'd greatly appreciate it. We work super hard, my wife and I, on this channel. Five days a week, five different panels, all different great and great opinions. Uh, so if you if you want that kind of uh, consistent uh, coverage of the gaming world, check us out and subscribe. But uh, Dave, let's get your opinion on this. We have not heard uh, anything. Uh, about Starfield and their their planned event. Other than we know it's coming, like right. Scolzi just said, he thinks it's the end of uh, February. So do I. Uh, I'm hearing third week. Potentially, we hear something early next week. Maybe we get it at the end or even early March. But I, I think I agree with Scolzi. I think I think Starfield is such a monster IP. It's the one IP, and it and and it really does have a lot of marketing push just on the fact that it is an Xbox exclusive, one of expected to be the biggest Xbox exclusives released in potentially years. I don't think you need three, six, 
12 months of advertising to people who are going to run the flock this thing. You get out there and you put that, you, you, you get there on, on that show and you say, hey, folks, here's, here's uh, 11 minutes of gameplay. And we watch it and we're all amazed. Oh, my God, it looks incredible. And then Todd Howard in, the, in a new leather, because you know that's what he likes, he's going to get out there and he's going to say, hey, folks, listen, we got a release date. But before I give you the release date, I want to show you something, something I was really jazzed to show you. And he goes and he pulls out, and it's a, a special edition Xbox Series X, Series S, a controller. He says, you could, pick, you could pre-order this right now. And everyone runs, and they, the internet falls apart. And, 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 and on top of that goodness, we're going to be having some more you know, playthroughs, and you know, we're going to reach out to some streamers, and we're going to everyone streaming the game. And, oh, by the way, it's coming out March 28th. And that's all they need is a month. What are your thoughts yep. on this, Dave? Well, several things. One... Um, follow Skullzy TV, everyone, because <laughs> this man knows his stuff. That's all I'm saying. He um he, he does his due diligence in his research, and um the company that he works for, the game that he's working on, was actually I believe some of the members on the team um that used to work for Bethesda. So insight, maybe. Just say, but you maybe know, there's a uh, maybe maybe a little, or at least a under better understanding of of the workings and their mindset because of the relationship that the other programmers that he works with have had with Bethesda. How's that for skirting around it, huh? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> but but seriously, it's uh, I definitely uh, I definitely you know would I like it soon? Yes. Do I want it now? Yesterday? Hello. But 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 if it's if it's June, great. That's perfect. I no matter what else, but we got this. We got this. We got this. <laughs> it ain't Starfield. <laughs> That's all I can say. Whatever whatever you bring into the table in June, it's not gonna be Starfield quality, quantity, and scope. So, and um, but you know, also the um, the. The, the depth the, as far as the marketing goes and Scalzi, I think is right on, you know, I used to work for GameStop. I, I know how some things last minute seem to be last minute come up. This stuff is in the plans. This stuff's going to work. If there is a special edition collector's uh, uh, console coming out, it's already in production. It's already yes. boxed up. It's in a warehouse. It better be places. a space helmet. That's all I'm if, saying. If because there Bethesda's is notorious a, for that. Yes. If there's a watch like Todd's been sporting and, and you see in the game demos that he uses, and there's an actual design watch that's released in a special edition package, that thing's already ready to go, limited production number. I mean, those things, all that's in place. The the onslaught of marketing it can literally take a month four weeks, six weeks, and everybody who's anybody or has no idea will know about this game. And they're going to be asking their kids, what is this Starfield thing I keep hearing about? What's this yep. Game Pass and Starfield combination? What is this? I it, If you doubt it, then you have not been in gaming or not paid attention to what marketing and things can happen because they know what to do. And if you even take a step back and look at like, you know, the call of duty and how every year it's like, wow, it's such a marketing blitz. 
Yeah. If you don't think it's going to be on that caliber or bigger, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. It is, uh, and and if there is these quote unquote playthroughs or or demos or things like that that actually, you know, hey, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do this. You want to know how about uh, crafting in Starfield? You know, join us this Thursday with such and such. You know, two weeks before the game comes out, and we'll show you a little bit more about it. Those kind of events, those planning, those things are already done. They're yeah. already planned out, and it's just it's just a matter of Microsoft. Although we want it now, and we want Super Bowl ads, they know what they're doing, and they have a new marketing team. That if you have any, if you like the last showcase they just did, you're gonna love what's coming next. That's all I'm going to say is that this Bethesda showcase, when it comes out, when it actually finally drops, whether it's the end of this month, hopefully, but when it does drop, <laughs> hold on your hats, boys and girls. We on for a ride. That's yeah, it. no, good stuff. Absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, listen, again, I, I, I disagree to some effect. They know what they're doing. Maybe they do, <laughs> and we haven't seen that yet. Uh, again, tune into tomorrow's <laughs> Xbox Factor podcast. I got, I got some thoughts, folks. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, it, it, it's not pouncing on, you know, piling on the rabbit. Uh, I, I, I like what they're doing. The change is, 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 is apparent. Is it, is it fast enough? Is it big enough? I, I, you'll get my opinions tomorrow when I sit down with the entire cast of characters known as the Xbox factor podcast, 12 PM Eastern standard time. Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this. <laughs> um march are you a marcher like oh, it's yeah. being called or or, or, or are you just are you, you have just bent the knee and accepted june as the actual release date I'm, I'm still a marcher for the fact that me too that there's still enough time for a showcase beforehand the date and i i know we've probably put more emphasis on the date just because todd is a numbers kind of guy so i i could definitely see that the the 23rd still being a possibility uh, the thing that I'm I'm curious about, and I I wish I had uh, more connections as far as like electronic stores and things like that. But typically on on uh, games themselves coming to like let's say your Best Buy or your your Target and things like that, if I'm not mistaken, they typically only come in about a week prior or up to like four days prior. So we probably won't see. Uh, the boxes as far as like, oh, look what we're putting on the back shelves before we have to put them on the front shelves at, you know, Target or or whatever. But um, I, I I almost wish all publishers had to publicly announce that they went gold, but they they only do that as an option. Um, so my, my figuring is if it goes gold behind the scenes sometime this week or next week, there's still plenty of time to get it, you know, everything to, to be printed, shipped and in people's hands as far as in time for, um, you know, the 23rd, but, uh, if it hasn't already gone gold, exactly. That? Which I wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't already, uh, gone gold. It's just that they didn't bother to announce it like some other studios do, which would play into what Todd had talked about in, uh, an interview that he did earlier or actually late last year, where it was like, he would love to just, you know, talk about a game and then release it like the next week type of thing. So we'll, we'll see if that's even still a, a possibility. And, you know, given you know, how much Todd has into this game, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, 
uh, everybody at, at Xbox or Microsoft themselves is kind of like, it, it, it's your ball, run with it kind of thing and, and go ahead and do that, you know, show it for one week before it releases type of deal. But uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm really looking forward to an announcement for a showcase and, you know, figure at some point this month, they got to announce something, even if it's going to be for like a June release, I, I would figure they would probably say, Hey, you know, tune in March, whatever, if it's going to be like a March showing or whatever along those lines, because I don't think they want to do it, you know, too far down the road as far as if, if it's not March, let's say, and it is June, it's going to be pretty stacked around that time frame. And yeah, I know that there's people that are going to, you know, still look at Starfield over like, let's say, uh, what do you call it? Jedi survivor and things along those lines, but it, it, it would be a harder, harder, uh, fight for like the sci-fi crowd and things like that. But the other thing that, that is weird, and I forget who mentioned it, like, um, uh, within our circle of friends, but, it's kind of funny how Jedi Survivor kind of moved out of the March window. It sure enough did. You know what, dude? Shout out to Fuzzy Belvedere for the first person to actually say it. I've been thinking about that. You got to ask yourself, was that on purpose? Was that on hmm. accident? Do they really need six more weeks of, of power? I don't know. I like what you're putting down there, brother. Mm -hmm. Good, good point. No, but that that's basically it. I'm still still on board for March 23rd, 23. Join that uh, and, Join the march until, until March 22nd, yes. and there's still nothing announced. I'll, I'll probably stand on that hill. I'll be the last one standing, I guess. Hey, boom. What what if just what if the March, which everybody's excited about, but what if March is when we get the showcase for a June release? I mean, it's possible, and sure. That's plenty of time it, for marketing, it's, it's, right? It's, 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 but again, I, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist fan only because I, I want <laughs> no. what I want when I want it. So I'm I, I'm part of the marchers, like Pong Soul. I'm, I'm right? Pong Soul's a marcher. Uh, you're a marcher. Fuzzy's a marcher. Scully TV, we're all marchers. Uh, the Mavs, fun speculations of marcher. Listen. I, I again, <laughs> I I understand marketing. I understand that you want to blitz and you want. In, in a 30-day or 30-plus day, let's say 34 days, 33 days, from showcase to launch, remember, folks, can happen. we're dealing with a community that has an attention span of an ant. And that's no offense, folks, you say because that? there's so much going on in the world. We are focused on something here, and something happens tomorrow, and we're like this, like dogs. We're looking somewhere else, right? All of us, all not just the young community, everybody has a short attention span because there's so much great content. If, listen, if you're a gamer, there's a good chance that maybe you're not a nerd like me and you got toys, which I wish you could see. Remember, I'm in an apartment. Eventually, I'll have a man cave and you better see all my G.I. Joes and everything that are in front of me, my Doom helmets, my Assassin's Creed models. You Eventually, you'll see that. But if you are a video game fan, there is, it's, there's probably a checkbox for comics or for graphic novels or for collectibles or for toys or for statues. You, you got some of those check marks. So our, our attention is films. It's another good one to throw in there. Anime is another, you know, in there. I guarantee you that you're a fan of at least three of the of the eight that I just mentioned. Yep. And uh, if you're a nerd like me, then you probably like all eight. <laughs> I'm 
Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a nerd. Um, hey, boom. Well, yes, one, more, one more quick thing. Um, yes. As, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting today. I'm, I'm, That's all right. I'm, it's fine. I, can you tell I missed this show? Because I'm all antsy to, to get to talk. But uh, but just a lot of people are a couple people are saying this in the in the in the in the chat as well that um, you know that maybe you know like you know we don't want it here because we got all this 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 and this coming out you got all these kind of games coming out this you know June will be bad because I can tell we got this we got and all, and all and, and I and I get that but Starfield is the kind of game when it does release you it's probably not going to be a one and done for anybody you look at you look at Skyrim and it's 10 year journey continuing and it's still on the charts. It's still playing. It's still being streamed. And, and so, you know, Starfield is its own animal. Now, I'm not saying Zelda may be a one and done, maybe a couple of times through, but Starfield is a totally going to be a totally different beast. So that's why if it does come out when something else like, oh, I want to play this play that because Starfield's going to be there waiting for you and going to be there for a long time to come. Yeah, that's a great point. Everyone always wants to say, oh, Starfield can't come out this month because so-and-so is coming out this month. To quote Breaking Bad, Starfield is the one that knocks. They need to worry about Starfield. Starfield doesn't need to worry about what else is coming out. <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Listen, folks, we're going to continue, but before we do, we got to we got to get a, a couple of super chats in here. Danny Passion official, generous friend of the program, drops a two dollar super chat and says, "For me, Starfield is coming June or September." No, not September. Please say it ain't so. And uh, Wolf of Dark, <coughs> good friend of the program, he drops a very generous five dollar super chat and he says this: "Hello, boom, great panel and great topics. Me and my son." Are enjoying watching the podcast. My son's name is Sultan. Hey, Sultan, welcome to the program, brother. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And he's saying that boom is awesome. I'm blushing, folks, because I don't do this for popularity. I do this for the love of this absolutely astounding community. And of course, gaming, right? That's what we're here for. Uh, let's go. Let's get into the evil within three. Um, this is a game that has quietly been in development for years tango gameworks is a development house that a lot of people know exist but don't really know right they're known as the horror right they made evil within one depending on where you fall some people gave it a six some people gave it a 10 the producer worked on the original resident evil uh, so a lot of the game is is you know you can tell his 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 ties to that uh, legendary series. Um, I didn't enjoy uh, the first one as much as I enjoyed the second one. What I'm going to do is restart the Evil Within one and play through it um, and see if I can if if I can see what the whole the hype was about. I heard that it was very good. I didn't get into it as much as I did two. I played through multiple times. It's phenomenal. Uh, two was great. What do we got on three, Skullsy? Because it has not been officially announced by yeah, Tango Gameworks, right? They have not said officially that they're working on it, but we do know that they're working on a quote-unquote triple-A game. And look, you know, Bethesda was a big company, but now they're even bigger with the backing of Microsoft. So now there's more monies, there's more resources to other teams should they need it to come out with what would be considered a Resident Evil level release for three. What have you heard? 
yeah, we definitely haven't seen the last of the Evil Within. The Evil Within three is definitely going to come out at some point, just just as much as Wolfenstein three. Uh, Bethesda seems to like trilogies for some yep. reason with those types of games, so we're definitely going to see a third one. It hasn't been officially announced yet, uh, but I'm more than confident they're working on it now. Tango is a great developer. They just put out Hi-Fi Rush, so they have they have some more room now uh, for their developers to focus on other things. I will say this: um, when uh, oh. I can't remember her name, unfortunately. I believe her name was Akumi, uh, the, the original creative director for um, for Ghostwire. When when she left back after that was announced, the new director, Shinji Mikami, I believe his name is, did mention something that might throw a little pickle into the Evil Within thing. Uh, he said he does want to eventually make his own IP now that he's creative director, his own yes. brand new IP. So there is something... Something might come out before the Evil Within 3. It might be a whole new IP. Some people might say it could be Hi-Fi Rush, but Hi-Fi Rush was trademarked originally, I believe, uh, back in 2019. So that's that's when Akumi was still at Tango. That's the year she left, actually. So Hi-Fi Rush probably isn't his, his IP that he wants to make that he mentioned before. So Evil Within 3, I'm confident it is definitely going to come out at some point in time. 100%. I'm confident that they are at least in the early stages of development with it. They're, they're planning their design doc, the, the story doc. They have their writings being in, in, in the process. But as much as I want to say it's coming next, I can't put my chips on that table because Shinji Mikami did mention uh, he would like to make his own new IP. So there's a chance you might have to wait a little bit for that, just as much as we might have to wait for Indiana Jones to come out before Wolfenstein 3. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on in gaming, even outside of Bethesda, but Bethesda Softworks as a studio are they're, they're making a lot of stuff right now, more stuff than I've ever made before. There's a lot more cross-collaboration with developers than we've seen before with Bethsoft. So at the end of the day, um, I'm more than confident Evil Within 3 is going to come out a death probably before 2025, if I had to make a guess. It just depends on Shinji Mikami's, uh, and, uh, forgive me if I pronounce his name correctly or, or, or getting it wrong, but it just depends on when his new IP fits into the timetable because that's the only thing keeping us from evil within three right now is is his creative direction on his own project so we'll just have to wait a little bit to see tango is one of those developers that you know they don't market their games as much as other beth soft studios i mean just look at hi-fi rush they just dropped it out of nowhere evil within three isn't going to be that they're going to market it for sure so it'll be a little bit of time before i can definitely give uh give like a more accurate i guess prediction as to when we could get the game but don't worry if you're an evil within fan it's coming out uh, i'm right with you the first game didn't necessarily hit it for me uh, it was good but the second one blew me out of the water huge horror game fan i played every silent hill every resident evil every fatal frame i love horror games and i'm hyped for it as well but we just have to wait a little bit to see what's coming next from tango yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking. Uh, I don't know whether you know the size of the studio because the only thing I could find was something from 2012, which is obviously a decade ago. Uh, I don't. I don't know what the size of the team is now, uh, and could they work on multiple projects? But I did hear that Mikami wanted to do his own franchise. Like he wanted to make a new friend, new IP in the horror, in, in, in the horror genre, which we know that that's that's his bread and butter. Um. Look, I'll say this. Uh, as much as I want an Evil Within 3 and a trilogy to close out uh, what has happened in 1 and 2, uh, if he wanted to come out with a new IP, I would not say no to that because, A, it would be a AAA-level game 
B, it'd be something that Microsoft could put in their portfolio that they don't currently have, right? They, they listen, as great as Xbox is and as great as Xbox Game Pass is, there, there are some holes there that I hope that they address sooner than later. Uh, fighting, then Killer Instinct. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep beating that drum, folks. Banjo Kazooie. Where's the family f- family friendly games? Where is the Kart Racer from Playground Games? I'm waiting, Phil. Let's. And we, we've talked before. Let's talk again. I'll drop some ideas. Hopefully, I can run into Phil Spencer at E3 and we can have a nice sit down and I can drop those two nuggets. Um, so, I mean, they have holes. And, uh, you know, obviously, all, all companies do. Like, all, all platforms are missing something or another. But but I'd like to see Microsoft address that. And horror is one that they could uh, address for sure. Web Dave, let's get your opinion on this uh, before we get into the uh, secret information that Scolzi is going to bring to today's show. Uh, are you a fan of The Evil Within? Did you play one? Did you play two? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, Big fan. there you go. So let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Do you want oh, a three? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bring it on. If it's in the works, I'm ready for it. Uh, it's one of those uh, probably too big a game to shadow drop. <laughs> but uh, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, like he, like Skullzy said, if, if, if it's something that's in the works, it's, it's probably still may, maybe a little early in the works because it's probably... You know that they really want to put. I would assume they're going to put a lot into it. Um, and, and why wouldn't they want to make another one at some point? But it may not be may not be the next thing to drop. But yeah, I, I believe that there's something in the works because it's such a good franchise. It's very well done, and the other two games, which I believe are both available on Game Pass right now, are you know hugely successful, and you know definitely help fill the void for survival horror. So, uh, you know, my, my kids, uh, my daughter, especially, she's a huge fan of those, uh, of the games and, uh, and the franchise. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the next one that they have to, to come out. So yeah, bring it. I'm ready for it. Good stuff. I, I agree. Uh, I, I put it this way, whatever Tango decides to do next in the horror genre, know that it is going to release with a lot of oomph quality and look, Maybe, maybe you didn't dig uh, Evil Within One. Maybe two wasn't your bag. Maybe Ghostwire Tokyo, which is coming out this year for Xbox, you didn't give a chance because it was on, you know, PlayStation Five as an exclusive. But I can tell you, this community, this 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 genre, this you know, this video game world that we all live in. Everyone is always, well, what have you done for me lately, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's how we like to live. Not we. I don't say every, something, not everyone li- lives that way because I certainly don't. But um, people like to live that, that kind of way where they want to know what you did, you know, a, a, a week ago, two weeks ago, five minutes ago. Well, if, if Hi-Fi Rush is any indication on the quality of developers that they have at Tango Gameworks, we are in for a treat for this, this for this studio that now has unbelievable support from Microsoft, but uh, Fuzzy, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where do you kind of fall with uh, Evil Within? Do, do you want to see a third one to close out the trilogy before or after the director of that studio makes a, potentially a new IP? Well, yeah. See, I'm kind of in a weird spot. So I preferred Evil Within two over one, 
Okay, and I would too. love to see an evil within three, but I actually like, or I, I prefer Ghostwire Tokyo over all of it. I would rather uh, Mikami have his new IP because the fresh ideas within Ghostwire, I kind of like the having the the powers and the abilities as opposed to just, you know, relying on like, you know, limited resources kind of, kind of thing. I, I would, I would like to see what that new IP is and then have them do a Ghostwire Tokyo 2 before Ghostwire, uh, before a, uh, Evil Within Three, but that's that's just my take on it, because Ghostwire is more of like the 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 uh, Japanese horror aspect of like the the types of uh, creatures or beings that were in that are more of the ones that I I prefer to see in like a horror game, kind of like like almost like the movie Ring, and I forget the. Um, what the other one was the I grudge yeah, well juan i was gonna say but yeah, yeah the grudge yes yeah so i i evil within three they definitely need to be working on it but new ip first just so that way he has room to experiment even more before he comes back to evil within three because i would like to see some of the stuff from ghostwire possibly make it into evil within three but um yeah the new ip i think would be the the main thing to let him kind of all these years of him making horror games, I would love to see like just a window into his mind of, of what he would want as far as a new beginning or a new IP. And then Ghostwire, it, it didn't receive a lot of praise before first out of the gate, uh, you know, segment in that. That's, I think that's that going to change, dude. Yeah, I, I, I think there's so much potential in that one for like a, a Ghostwire 2 that I'm, I'm actually looking more forward to that than the Evil Within series. But uh, that that's just my look on it. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Hope, hopefully all there's room for all three. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I love it. I, I love the way you put it down. I'm going to say about, to- uh, about uh, 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 Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I have a strong suspicion, folks. That because of the push that we saw with Hi-Fi Rush, like, remember, this is a shadow drop game that shook the world, right? Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is they did it for Nintendo because Metroid Prime shadow drop, right? Like, available now. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to go buy it. And everyone went out and bought it. I bought I bought it twice. I bought this physical, which is going to stay in the collection. And I bought the digital. Uh, loved the first one. Uh, didn't care too much for the controller you know, the, the way that was set up for the controller, but this is, is set up for modern controller, you know, for, for like the dual sticks. Mm-hmm. I have not started it yet, folks. Yes, I know. Sh- hang my head in shame. I it's I don't have enough time. It's enough time. That's the problem. And I don't want to play on my Switch. Now, I play my Switch every day, but I play with the misses. We play Animal Crossing. It's a couple's thing. We love it. Uh, you know, it's just what we do. Um, but... Let me catch up on a couple of super chats came in, uh, that have come in, and then we're going to get to the big topic, the secrets, the secrets that are going to be un- 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 unveiled today by Skullzy TV. Uh, Jonas the Dad drops an additional and very generous $2 super chat. And Skullzy, he specifically asks, uh, after dropping a $2 super chat, anything on a sequel or DLC for Hi-Fi Rush? I have not heard anything other than the rumblings of an anime potentially and i think they should they being that they've teamed up with netflix go and get netflix to do an anime because their animes are cream of the crop no for sure i I definitely heard something about an anime in the works i think it might be a little too early to talk about a sequel 
Haven't heard anything about DLC yet. Now I I'm still uh, I'm still playing the game. I'm trying to beat it. I, I just beat Zanzo. I'm taking my time. So I, I can't give you my take on whether or not I think story wise there would be a sequel. But just based on how amazing this game is, from the characters to just the the in between mission cinematics, everything is just so polished, so clean, so entertaining that I definitely don't think we've seen the last of High Five Rush yet. 100%. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's such a success. Uh, it, it, it's a success on so many levels, right? Small team that no one knows about. A Japanese team that Microsoft owns. Ooh, who would have thunk it, right? They actually have a footprint in Japan. Go figure, right? The uh, the uh, leader, Shinji Mikami, is, is the father, one of the father figures of Resident Evil. He's running the studio. We know he's a horror uh, fan. We know that he is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. He's going to keep designing games. We know there's something in the works, whether that be uh, Evil Within 3 or the new IP that Scolzi had mentioned. Um, so I would imagine that uh, they saw the success of Hi-Fi Rush, and they I don't want to say scrambling, but I think it is one of those things that is such a pleasant surprise, such a great story, that we will get a sequel. It will become a major IP for xbox and like i said you know some boss some boss fights were frustrating for some uh some of the boss fights that i enjoyed the most i found to be not that hard versus other people like paris lily a good friend a good friend of the community he he threw he he said he's got to throw his controller a a couple of times and some of the fights are hard and of course it's listen uh it's a great game it's it's a what a great story for 2023 i hope that we are talking about this game at the end of the year. Uh, when we start talking, uh, you know, game of the year. Uh, I, again, it's a smaller game. Yes, I get it. You know, people can beat it in 10 hours, whatever. But, my God, what what a surprise. But, listen, uh, we have uh, – we're at the 120 mark. We're probably going to go a few minutes into overtime because we want to talk about this with, with you know, and, and get our, our – you know, hear what Skullsy had to say. Skullsy, you found – in the trademarks, a new IP that has been unannounced by Bethesda. You mentioned the name of it on your video that you dropped before the weekend. I'd like you to talk about that. First of all, send people to your channel. Where can people find that video? Because we're going to get that at the end of the sh- end of the show. But I learned a lot on that video. What what's the name of this game? Could could we see another Shadow Drop game from Bethesda Softworks? Yeah, I mean, judging by Hi-Fi Rush, I think that they're looking at sh- at Shadow Drops in a whole new light. So Spy Team definitely seems like it could fit the bill uh, for a-, a Shadow Drop. And yes, the game is called Spy Team. Um, it's 100% a game filed by Bethesda. Uh, and when I say Bethesda, I don't mean Bethesda Game Studios. I mean Bethesda Softworks, right? So it could be anybody. Uh, now, an interesting thing about this is the Spy Team trademark was filed. Uh, I covered this years ago on my channel, back when I discovered the Redfall trademark, uh, hi- um, Deathloop trademark before we even knew what that was. Uh, I also talked about Spy Team. I think I talked about that in 2019. So it's been a while since I covered it, but there have been updates to the Spy Team trademark within the last couple of months. Uh, so clearly the game is still going to come out. Uh, Zenimax isn't going to pay uh, their trademark attorney's money to keep extending the trademark if it's a, if they're not planning on releasing a product related to it but the interesting thing is if it was filed before hi-fi rush yet hi-fi rush is already out then i can't help but think spidey might just be coming this year and it would be perfect 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 for a shadow drop 
I have some theories about what this game is. Um, now, Bethesda Softworks has a handful of studios, right? They have it, they have Arcane, they got Tango. It's hard to kind of figure out who it's coming from, but I have some theories. First of all, I don't think it's from Tango. Tango just dropped Hi-Fi Rush. Tango is working on a potential new IP, probably a horror IP. Spy Team doesn't necessarily sound like a horror IP to me. And Evil Within 3. So I think we could rule out Tango. My hypothesis, based on some of the stuff I've heard, is I believe it's going to be a collaboration between Bethesda Game Studios Austin and perhaps another Beth Soft studio, whether it be Arcane or id. And the reason I say this is because uh, Bethesda Game Studios Austin have recently stepped away from being the main uh, developers behind Fallout 76. They're now mostly support. Uh, Bethesda has outsourced some of their development and future projects for 76 to, I believe, European studios. Um, I'm not 100% on that, but I am confident that BGS Austin has stepped away a bit from Fallout 76. That doesn't mean Fallout 76 is on the out. That doesn't mean it's going to get less content. It just means that they're focusing on something else right now. And when Bethesda Game Studios Austin was purchased by Bethesda, they used to be Battlecry Studios. Uh, they were working on a hero arena shooter style game named Battlecry. And when a major company like Bethesda purchases a developer, they're not just purchasing the people. They're not just purchasing their time. They're purchasing their assets, too. So... Battlecry was canceled because it wasn't well received during testing, but it doesn't mean that it's just going to throw all those assets away. They have the code, they have the structure already for a hero shooter style game. Why not just take that and revamp it into something else like Spy Team? So if I had to put my chips on the table, I'd say it's a BGS Austin collaboration game. I think it's going to be an online game that's going to have elements of co-op and PvP and PvP, PvE. And what I would like to see from the game is I'm a huge fan of Hitman. I was a fan of uh, Spy versus Mercs in Splinter Cell. I like there to be an online game where... There's two teams, four teams, whatever. They have the same objective. They I want to accomplish the objective. Yes. Yeah, no, this is going to sound, it gets me excited talking about it, but it'd be cool to have these multiple teams trying to go about this world, trying to stay hidden, not get detected, trying to stay stealthfully while trying to accomplish their objective and also sabotage the other team. That sounds like something just based on a name spy team that, that would fit just the name perfectly. And if we take into consideration BGS Austin, most likely having something to do with the project, I think the pieces are starting to fall into place that that's probably what we're going to get. Some people have said it's a mobile game. I mean, you can, it could be, we really don't know. Uh, but generally, mobile games take a little less development than, let's say, a major console game or a PC game. Spy Team has been a trademark for many years. I would have assumed that if Spy Team was a mobile game, we would have at least had it by now or heard something about it by now. I don't think that they would have extended this trademark for a long period of time for a mobile project. That's just my own opinion based on my own experience with mobile trademarks. Uh, but I have the feeling we're probably going to get it at some point soon, and I'm hyped to finally see what it is. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and again, it was filed before Deathloop. It was filed before Hi-Fi Rush. I believe it was even filed before Redfall. So this is an older trademark than all these projects that are already out and minus it's still Redfall. It's, it, they're still supporting it. It's still viable tra trademark, correct? Yes, yes. So the way it works is to make sure that a company doesn't just buy a name to own it forever. They have to release a product within a certain amount of time. Otherwise, they lose the rights to the trademark, and then they'd have to file it all over again, risk someone else swooping in and taking it. They can file five uh, six-month extensions total, um, to extend this time period. And I believe they're on extension two now. And also we've seen uh, the European Trademark Union 
have updates to the uh, Spy Team trademark as well. So something's going on behind the scenes with Spy Team. It's hard to use the trademarks as an exact litmus of when we could get the game or what it is, but it does tell us Bethesda is still ingrained in this project. They're still working on it. And like like I said previously a couple times, if, if Hi-Fi Rush is out already, if uh, Deathloop's out already, if Redfall is coming out this year, there's Spy Team. It's an older trademark and clearly not an abandoned one. So I think it's coming soon, and I think it's probably going to surprise some people. Because uh, like you were saying about horror games with Bethesda, we need those from Bethesda. We need those for Xbox, right? We kind of need something similar to what I envision with Spy Team as well, an online hero shooter style game uh, that has actual objective based gameplay as well. It doesn't seem like something that's 100% been done before. So not only will it fill a niche for Xbox and Bethesda, but it might introduce an entire new gameplay loop that we haven't seen. So I hope I'm right about what I think the game is, but at the end of the day, the game's coming. It's coming from Bethesda and yeah, it's probably going to be sooner rather than later. Ah, good stuff, man. And you heard it here, folks. Spy team is a thing. And uh, he thinks, and I say he, Skullsy TV seems to think that it may encompass something like spies versus mercs. And mm. if that's the case, OMG, that is amazing. Now, before we get Web Dave into the conversation, I do want to address a comment from Iman Burns. First of all, Iman, welcome to the show. As always, he asked a question, and, I, I, and it's a fair question. So, of course, I want to, I want to, I want to answer it live on the air. He says, hey, Boom, what's the difference between your $4.99 and $8.99 a month sub? What extra do I get? I would like to know. So here's the thing, dude. Um, I donate a ridiculous amount of time to this channel. I do five shows a week, right? Two 90-minute shows or two 90-plus-minute shows and, and three two-hour shows. I put every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears into this show. And when I'm not working live on the air, I'm working behind the scenes, recording footage, reading articles, reaching out to connections. So the reason why there are two different sub amount, uh, channel amounts is because that's what the community asked for. I was asked when I only had one, hey, Boom, I want to support, I want to support you more because I really appreciate the work that you and Mrs. Boom do. Can you make another tier? So I made another tier. Now, I don't have Patreon because I don't have literally the time. I had a Patreon years ago. If you remember, if you've been following the channel for a while, I canceled it. Why did I cancel it? I came out, Mrs. Boom and I came up. Very, very clear as day, clear as glass. We don't have Patreon because we can't give any more than we are already giving. I just don't have the time. Five days a week, there's no one. In the, the the community for gaming that does five shows a week, it's 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 rare, and it's a lot of work. So if you are enjoying the work, and you appreciate that I am here at those times every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes on a Saturday, sometimes breaking news stuff, and sometimes even on other people's shows, you'll say, "Well, I want to give, I, I want to donate to the channel." And and what what do those two tiers get? Well. As we have talked about in all of our contests, the first half of all prizes go to channel members, regardless of whether it's a five or ten dollar one. I mean, I, I hope that's the, the 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 explanation you were you were hoping for. And again, if you feel that I'm only worth five dollars, then do the five dollar tier. If you feel I'm worth ten, then you do ten. If you feel I'm not worth any of that, well, then don't then don't subscribe. It's cool. I, I'm not offended. We don't do this for the money. We're we're not paying the rent with this money. How much money do you think we actually make? 
It's it's YouTube. They get 30% right off the top, folks. But you didn't know that. 30% goes to YouTube on anything that you get. And we haven't even launched our merch uh, thing yet because I had to spend money to have that done. So I hope that explains it for you. If you enjoy the program, then you become a channel member. If you don't, then don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. But Web Dave, let's talk about Spy Team for a hot second because this sounds very Xbox, in my opinion. Xbox is known for being the multiplayer box, right? It has been since the inception of Xbox Live, right? Um, Spies versus Mercs was a huge, huge part of the Splinter Cell IP that has gone. I mean, hell, Splinter Cell doesn't even exist anymore, for crying out loud. I would love to see a version or, or, or Bethesda's version of Spy Team that invokes those feelings of spies versus Merc versus splinter cell. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, man? I'm excited for it. I mean, obviously it's a great find. He's, he's quite the sneaky one digging around. <laughs> it's called, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't have the time or patience to try and, but man, he's put a lot of, and, and, and the thing is, uh, you know, this is not the first, uh, bit of treasure that, uh, Scalzi has found this way. So, I mean, it's very credible and it's very, you know, like I said, he, he does his due diligence, folks. So, <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And uh, and it's greatly appreciated that he does it. I- I'm looking forward to it. Whatever it's going to be, I'm like, let's do it. Let's jump on it. Let's try it. Let's check it out. I'm. I, it's exciting. If if you know, um, if it. But even like I think Scalzi's even said this before himself. You know, there's always there's a lot of games that we'll never hear about. Because they'll get to a certain point in in development stage, and for whatever reason, it doesn't quite work. You haven't quite got the 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 team in place to to complete it, or it's just the trend has moved on, or they've decided, you know what, this was good, but what if we do this, and and it changes or evolves into some other kind of game. So those kind of things can happen, um, but still. The the prospect that that there's another game from Bethesda, any of the Bethesda team coming out, exciting. And then, like I said before, Scalzi and his uh, oh I don't know connections. <clears throat> I mean, what was that? What was I that? have my own spy team. <laughs> he has his own spy team. Yeah, it's kind of like Mad TV and Spy versus Spy. I love it. That's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, Listen. man, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I again, new IP, multiplayer focused, uh, potentially. And again, this is just you know speculation town, of course, that it could invoke those feelings of Splinter Cell, of spies versus mercs. I, I love the idea. Uh, I, I would hope. I will throw this out there. If Bethesda is listening, um, I don't want it to be first person. I want it to be third. I think third person spy versus mercs was phenomenal. Um, I think that would, again, it would give us a feeling. I, I like seeing the character. I like, you know, being able to see the environment, but the character as well. I'd love uh, gadgets to be a part of the con- a conversation, both, you know, for and against. Obviously, spy team, you're, you're you're defending. If you're defending, you're the mercs. Or, I mean, you're, you're the spies or the mercs, whatever way they decide to go. I, I, I think that uh, if you ask anybody about Splinter Cell, uh, and if you're a multiplayer fan, most will say, yeah, of course, we love Sam Fisher. We love the stories that were told. 
But that spy versus mercs really changed the way we thought of co-op gaming back in those days. It needs to come back in a big way. Uh, let me just uh, and, uh, and and Parker Burns says, why not both? You know what? Why not? Give us a choice. It's Bethesda. They do first person and third person. Why not offer both? Uh, we have um, Drawn TJ drops not one but two super chats. The first one of five dollars says, "Hey, don't forget about Ninja Theory is making a horror game. Yes, Project Mara. Hopefully, yeah. we will see, and that would be pretty cool as a shadow drop, as a smaller. Because I think Xbox is going to exactly what Tolsey TV said." I think that Xbox as a whole, not just Bethesda, are going to look at what Hi-Fi Rush did in regards to a shadow drop. And I think that that could be a big deal. I mean, Project Mara is a smaller project. It's in one flat, as we know. It is a horror game. Uh, wouldn't it be pretty cool at E3 2023 But they say, you know, shows off their game and, oh, it's available now. That'd be pretty dope, um, especially at that event because all the world's eyes are on it uh he drops a second one says every of uh, two dollars says everyone please hit the like button and yes please thank you for that drawing tj hit the like button and potentially subscribe and uh, jericho who's been a, a channel a new a new channel member jericho thank you for that he has donated folks five double barrel gaming memberships thank you so much for that is extremely generous of you brother and i definitely appreciate the support that is awesome thank you again Buzzy, let's get your final opinion, and we'll get everyone on out of here. Uh, spies versus Mercs from Bethesda sounds dope, especially oh, yeah. if it's some of the and their teams over there are talented AF. What are your thoughts on what Skullsy had to say? Well, the whole spies versus Mercs thing needs to happen since Ubisoft doesn't seem to know what they want to do with their IP. Somebody needs to pick up the mail and run with it. But I, I love uh, Skullsy's uh, insight on what Bethesda might be working on and and considering that it's been in you know trademark for longer than some other projects that are already released i can't wait to see what it could possibly be but like the first thing that comes to mind and i think it's because people have used like some of the artwork for uh death loop where they have like the different like the almost yes like the, i saw that that was the pretty james cool. bond type outfit yeah. so mm -hmm. I, I that was the first thing that came to mind like hey this this would be kind of cool because you know when you have um juliana hunting you down as like another player or even the ai you know it's always fun trying to run run through the map and not get detected and and try not to get sniped from a long distance type of thing as well so i, I i'd be curious to see what it's like if, as far as you know xbox being known for multiplayer games and and that particular part of x or of bethesda being known for a multiplayer game something along those lines would definitely be a, a pleasant surprise uh as far as when to expect it uh whew, I'm, I'm hoping it's sooner <laughs> rather than later but yeah i i hey if it, i guess just a random thought that came to mind with thinking about like the death loop characters just think if you could also incorporate other uh, IP or other oh Xbox-centric IP as far Did as I just the playable characters. Say that. <laughs> so yeah, they th this this definitely could be well, not to even call it Fortnite or something, but it could be along those lines for Xbox as far as something that people continuously play, have updated uh, IP characters, character skins, things along those lines. But just the the spy versus mercs, you know, concept. On on console nowadays, it 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 needs to return and needs to return ASAP. Yeah, I I, I oh I love it. There goes the sound. I love it. Listen, I, I I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw it out here. I'm gonna throw something out there. I'm gonna get the people excited because I just <laughs> again when Fuzzy was talking, 
I had already, I was going to say it after he was done. Now, what if this spy team is a version of GoldenEye? What if Microsoft sees the success of GoldenEye from back in the days? They can't officially release it, you know, the, the, the good one. They can't get multiplayer. It has to be co-op. What if, like to what Fuzzy was saying, that spy team is like GoldenEye, but with Xbox characters, Marcus Phoenix, Master Chief, you know, <laughs> pick, pick, pick Joanna Dark. Yeah. Just imagine if you could play as a that that character in a versus kind of a situation. I, I think, and I'll say this, for, uh, I, I don't know when it's going to happen. Hell, I don't even know <clears> if <throat> it's going to happen. But I will say this, and I think Skullzy and everyone on the uh, panel, and as well as in the chat, will, will agree with me. Microsoft is in current possession of some of the most iconic characters in gaming. From Master Chief all the way down to Banjo-Kazooie, and add anyone that you want in there. It is... Uh, it needs to happen. I know Microsoft is listening. I don't know. I don't have any development skills to, to, to make my own or even pitch a project or be the head studio, uh, you know, the head of the studio. There's got to be something in the works to celebrate every one of these characters in one game, whether that be a fighter like Killer Instinct with guest characters or a Smash Brothers clone that we've seen very successful on the WB aspect or a racing game, you know, obviously a kart game would be amazing. It'd be crazy to see Master Chief racing up against Crash and Banjo-Kazooie on, on, on a Halo ring. How freaking cool would that be? Well, let's. Uh, if, if you don't want to do that and you want to keep it multiplayer, what about a first-person, you know, versus game? It, it doesn't have to have the biggest budget in the world. A GoldenEye clone with Xbox characters? Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But listen, that's that those topics are for another show. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Uh listen, let's get everyone out of here. A big shout out to all of the near 500 people we had here. Once again, a thank you for all the super chats and channel memberships that are constant uh, that are consistently supporting the channel to allow for Mrs. Boom and I to do the big giveaways. Uh and obviously we have two announced already. We're giving away 15 copies of, of Stalker 2 when it's announced and released. And we're also going to give away, uh, in the coming weeks, four digital deluxe copies. Five, I'm sorry, not four. Five copies of Hi-Fi Rush. We're going to give away five copies of the digital uh, d- uh, deluxe version of that game. If you haven't got it or you haven't bought it, uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be giving that away. Because we were waiting to see if there was a physical. Because a lot of people want a physical version. It has not been announced as of yet. So we're probably going to do just digital. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get Skullzy on his outro... Uh, Drawn TJ uh, drops an additional $5. Super Chat says, I would love a story-driven co-op game with the Xbox mascots working together. Yeah, they, they need to celebrate their characters. They need to do they need to be proactive in that. Well, if, if anyone does that fantastically, it's Nintendo. Look what they've done. I mean, just just look at the Mario Kart sales numbers for a remake, folks, of a Wii U game. I'm just saying it's over 50 million. It's almost two to think about this for a second. More than half or just under half 
of the 122 million Wii, uh, um, the Wii U, uh, Switch consoles, half of those people own a copy of Mario Kart Deluxe. That's that's unheard of, folks. That is unheard of ratio connection from system to game, and only Nintendo does it right. I'd love to see. I'd love love to see Microsoft take anyone on play on on playground games or turn 10 studios send an email out say who it, would anyone be interested in the company of working on a mascot kind of a cart racer i guarantee you're going to get takers and they should they should invest in that because that would be huge uh but scalzi thanks so much for the hot off the presses information please sell your brand tell everyone where they can check out scalzi tv on youtube and more importantly reach out to you on social media Yep. Thank you, as always, for inviting me on. Great show, great panel. Make sure everybody like the video, subscribe to these fine people. And if you're interested in my content, uh, you can check me out at youtube.com slash Skullzy for all my uh, investigations and Bethesda stuff. And also, if you're a fan of Bethesda games and the Elder Scrolls and RPGs, I am working on a big, massive open-world RPG with the original creators of the entire Elder Scrolls franchise over at Once Lost Games. So you could check us out there as well. Appreciate it, and thank you again. Thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate you being here. And Web Dave, sell your brand, brother. You just dropped a big, uh, big interview today with Scrub Nurse, one of the community's absolute finest. Talk about mm-hmm. that. Where they can subscribe to your YouTube channel that is in the hunt for 1K, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Kazooie, banjo, Kazooie. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, love it. <laughs> but but yeah, no, thanks, man. Appreciate that. No, Scrub Nurse interview was fantastic. He's he's Super great member of the community, awesome guy. Really knows his stuff, uh, and and uh, it's it's a good interview. It's a fun time, and it's available now. So it's uh, uh, please check it out. The link is in below in the description of this video, and uh, greatly appreciate you doing that uh, for me, boom. So and uh, yeah, lots lots more interviews coming. Got to you know still working on that. I, I know I keep saying it, I keep teasing it. It's been, it's been months now. I keep pushing it off, but I've got one that's in the works that. Once once he is able to, let's just say a few things at corporate level have to get done first. I love before it. Before he can be interviewed. So once that happens, then then we'll talk a little more. And, and boy, that's going to be a fun one. But yeah, anyway, I can't wait. so yeah. But everybody on this panel right now is, is interviews are up right now. Check those out, man. Every single one of these guys are amazing. And uh, boom, thank you so much. And well, I'll cede the floor to Fuzzy Belvedere. Thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And go check out Web Day for sure. And Fuzzy, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the best place for all and anything racing. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Just want to thank you for having me on. It was awesome being on here with you guys. And thanks to everybody in the chat that was interacting with us and those that will catch us on replay. For those that want to hear my rambles on anything gaming related and in particular, anything Forza related or uh, motor racing related, just follow me on Twitter and YouTube at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, you can also find me on FSP on Fun Speculations channel later on tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Friday morning right back here on Double Barrel Gaming, 10 a.m. on Breakfast with Boone. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for supporting the channel in any way, whether that be likes, clicks, uh, you know, shares in the community, super chats, or channel memberships. Mrs. Boomstick and I are incredibly grateful, humbled by the incre- the outstanding success that the channel has gotten. 
And once again, hit the like button. Uh, someone put in the chat, only 189 likes. It was over five, almost 500 people here. Come on, folks. I, I trust me, you're not going to get a bill in the mail from Mrs. Boom and I when you hit the like button. Hit the like button before you get out. I, I, again, I, I don't know what it is. And it's a mental thing or people like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't hit it. I forget to hit it. Do me a favor. It does help out. We do. It, it, it does power the channel in regards to YouTube's ridiculous algorithm. The more you hit the like button, the better chance someone that has never seen the show is going to get a chance to check us out. And if you dig the show and you want to see the success continue and that's for us to grow, you got to help us. And if you can't help us, you know, with with super chats, I that's fine. Just listen to the show. But please, for the love of Joe, hit the like button. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. Hey.